Hello, friend. You're listening to the Edited for Content Show, a place where we try to understand a topic by extracting truth from theater. If you like this podcast, let me know, share it, and come back again. The English language, to me, is hard enough. To actually put words together in a rhythmic pattern is almost impossible. Poetry is an amazing art, taking wordsmithing to the highest level. A poem can invoke emotions in ways that will bring the strongest man to his knees and raise the smallest child to new heights. Sadness, joy, power are all the feelings that can stem from a simple collection of words connected in a perfect pattern. I'm not a poet but I have such admiration for those who are. My guest is a published author, poet, creative director, CEO, and founder of her self-named brand, Lydia Longoria Company. A person who enjoys being creative and connecting with people. I am blessed to have this opportunity to interview the poet, Lydia Longoria. Lydia, welcome to the show. Hi. How was that for an intro? Was that did I cover all the bases? It's, yeah, it is a lot of bases. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it, if well, thank you. It is. It's. I mean, you just have so much, which is great. The English language, just writing it in general, is hard enough for me. To actually create art with it, yeah, that's never going to happen. So I'm just so impressed with what you do, and um, and I actually. Um, in some of the promotional stuff on the blog post that'll go with this, I actually quoted you um, a couple of your poems because I'm just like, it's amazing. So you were born in Mexico. Um, How old did you, how old were you when you came to the state? I was about to turn seven. So six, I guess. Okay. So, okay. So you were in Mexico for a while before coming to the States. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your parents, what, um, you know, what is their occupation or, or were they part of your, you know, being creative or how did they influence you coming into this creative state of yours? Um, I think they uh, influenced my perseverance um, and hard work, um, you know, how it is, you know, coming for the American dream kind of thing, um, working whatever jobs, you know, people give you. Um, to this day, my dad works as a construction person but i can still uh a painter a house painter (laughs) Uh uh-huh but you can tell he's getting older but he's still working his butt off you know and painting you know and that's funny because painting is a form of art i mean that's that's art i mean that's so i mean he's creative um what about your mom uh she she likes um just academic stuff. Um, she she's like a secretary, you know. Mm-hmm. But well, that's great though. I mean, that you, you had that influence and 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 you know that kind of that spirit. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think that the American dream is really kind of an understated creative spirit because you're coming to create yourself in a whole other country. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's the biggest reading your work, um, which I'm going to link in the show notes for anybody who wants to to please look at it, because I'm telling you, you have to go there. 
Um, it fascinates me how you can involve like so much emotion through very little words. Um, do you lean towards like one style of poetry versus another or, you know, what, what kind of is your, your, your methodology for your poetry? Yeah, I definitely have a favorite type of poetry, but I try not to limit myself. I just want to say what I want to say and hopefully it reaches people. Uh, but um, what I did with my first book is what I call micro poetry. So it's just saying a, a, well, a lot with little words, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you sure, I mean, you can feel that like, you don't go stanza after stanza after stanza and stanza, which I have to be honest, <laughs> my attention span, I'd be like, okay, land the plane. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but no it is, it's short, it's quick, but it's, it, it's meaningful. I guess my question would be, how does your culture influence your writing? Oh, my culture. Ooh. Um, I think people are very creative in Mexico. Uh and they're all about um, our connections to ourselves and to the people that we grew up with. So that's um, something that I hold very dear is, you know, being kind to strangers and um, just listening to them. Um, I personally don't like talking much, except if it's like a meaningful conversation like us. Right well, now. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just being there for the people you love and uh, being poetic about it, I guess. You have that connection in that in that um, that cultural connection and that spirit, which is fabulous. I mean, you know, of course, I'm. I hate to say say that I'm the stereotypical American, but it's true. Like. <laughs> I'm so far removed from any ounce of culture in my life. It's, it's embarrassing, but it's, but it's true. So I don't have that passion or that connection to a place and a people that you obviously feel, which is awe inspiring because like I said, somebody like myself doesn't necessarily have that. And it's a truly a gift to have. So I guess that emotion, I, you know, I'm assuming it plays some sort of role in your writing and to me, you know, you hear musicians always say that sad and depressing is sometimes easier to write than something happy. Is it the same for poetry for you? Um, I guess in some ways, yes, it's very true. But, but I believe that every human emotion is worth writing about. Anger, jealousy, happiness. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about anger or jealousy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're right. That's, uh, yeah, because I mean, and especially jealousy. I mean, you know, there's probably been a relationship in my life that I could have wrote a poem about. But yeah, you get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never even thought about those other emotions as well. And see, again, that goes back to creative. I guess for me, there's like two emotions. You're either happy or you're sad. Like, that's it. <laughs> there's, there's no middle. Like, you're either here or there. But there are a lot of other ones that play into that. What inspires you to write? And do you have to kind of force it some days or does it just happen for you? Um, I don't necessarily like to force it, but um, I actually like being patient with myself and not, nece not, not necessarily wait for inspiration because that's just going to get you nowhere. Um, but putting, me, putting myself in a place that inspires me, yeah. That's 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 it. Uh, but also what inspires me is people. So I, there's people everywhere. 
special. Is there like a special place that you go or a special like do you have to kind of set the table for yourself where like you have like a favorite pen and favorite notebook and a favorite place mm-hmm. and that kind of thing? I mean, is that how like it starts or how you get it kind of going or I like uh coffee shops. Oh. <laughs> I like coffee shops. Um I like diners. I, I think that's a little cultural thing with Americans. You know, diners. Those are classics. Um, you know, where I can watch people and um, I don't have to keep talking because I'm there eating my fries. Observing <laughs> people. Okay. Yeah. So, breaking news her creativity comes from French fries. Oh, so, yeah. if you want to be a poet, <laughs> if you want to be a yeah. successful poet, you have to eat french fries see now this right we could actually stop right now because we've actually broken this thing wide open i understand now where it comes from your book uh you wrote a book titled hey humanity first of all i have to ask about the title you know kind of what you know made you come up with that and second of all what drove you to you know do that because it's that to me that is the bravest thing a person can do is put themselves out there in a published format because once it's out there, it, it's yeah. out there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> kind of tell me a little bit about your book. Um, I guess what drives me like from the last question as well um, is being there for people, for people. Um, being their friend, being someone they can talk to that that's what that's what inspires me and that, that's uh hey humanity you know people hi <laughs> oh I, okay but what made you like decide okay i'm gonna i gotta do a book like like when did right. when did that come about well first obviously i came up with the title but i didn't know what i was gonna do with it i was like how i want to do i want to do something that helps people mm-hmm. i honestly didn't know uh, what i was gonna do whether it be a blog or podcast right um but i decided on a book because that's very me and i fell in love with poetry so and a lot of people they like to read poetry and there's not a lot of readers so that's why i made the poems mostly short you know i just wanted to be there for the people that i could read i think that's says so much about you because while it was something that you felt inside that was very important to you it was the reaching of others that drove that decision. It, um, cause you could easily keep, which I'm glad you don't, you could easily keep what you do inside for yourself, but you do share it. You do put it out there. And that's, that's the important thing. I mean, you know, if you found the cure to cancer, but decided, you know what, I just, I'm going to keep this one for myself. It doesn't benefit anybody. And you, you take those written words and you actually get it out there and you help um, because there maybe there is somebody out there who had a moment where, you know, they just weren't feeling themselves and they could read what you have written and maybe have that moment that they needed to kind of, you know, turn a corner, if you will. You're listening to Edited for Content, separating truth from theater. You came to America, okay? I have to ask, and especially as a poet and a voice, how do the events in society affect your poetry? And especially given, I mean, let's be honest, the last four years have been 
just a turmoil of immigration and things of that nature. How does that cultural windstorm of nonsense, and I'm going to say nonsense, <laughs> affect you in your art and your poetry? Yeah, um, well, definitely coming here as a kid and feeling like an outsider um, and being a experiencing prejudice, um, you see a lot of emotions like anger right. <laughs> from your, like, or, or sadness or, you know, yeah. Um, so from that part of th that specific experience of coming to another country and not knowing a word and all of, all of the strangeness and the judgment, I guess, um, it definitely shaped me as I am. Um, but also the culture that I was born into, you know, it has it has its uh, good and bad, every culture, every every place. Yeah. So you were actually, yeah, because you were six or seven when you came. Mm -hmm. When you first were in school then, was like, when did you start feeling poetry as an outlet for these emotions? And especially, you know, I have to tell you that I can't even imagine. I mean, school is tough enough. Just being, trying to, if you're part of the fit in, I'm going to be air quoting here a little bit, fit in crowd, if you will. But like you said, to have that outsider, feeling like an outsider and feeling like that, how did that, I mean, how long through school did you have to kind of get those emotions out on paper versus something that you could actually express, you know, to people? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, poetry has always been with me mm -hmm. but um it's kind of like something that i didn't notice maybe second nature in a way um i wouldn't have called myself a poet or i i would say that i didn't like poetry but it it was just something that i saw in school and i didn't understand it so so i was like i don't like this right <laughs> um yeah but when i started opening up to it and noticing it i i loved it and yeah, that definitely shaped me, you know, being in school and not knowing the language. And I guess that made me um, not want to fit in, in a way, uh, not caring if I fit in. I was uh, what I would call a loner, you know, in school. But you know what? In a way, you weren't alone because you had that internal voice. You know what I mean? I mean, physically, and it's easy to say as we have grown that it's easy to say now that, you know, there's a little value in surrounding yourself by positive people. And if you got to be alone for a while, that's okay too, because I'd rather be around myself. That's positive as opposed to a group of negative. You, you had this internal voice and you were able to use it to kind of get through that period of your life. That was really difficult not only from, you know, an emotional standpoint, but you're trying to, you know, like you said, you had to, you know, you're learning another language, you're, you know, which I didn't even, until you said that, I'm literally sitting here and going, oh, hello, dummy. She had to learn a whole other language on top of that because, you know, by six or seven, kids are writing their name in English and they're doing, you know what I mean? Like it's like you were mm -hmm. starting over, like you were actually starting from way behind from yeah. day one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think that's great. Have you, this is only because you're a poet and I have to know this. So 
do you, when you're in a relationship or when you're, you know, dating or everything, do you write them poems? Do you like, is that part of what you do? Cause I mean, you're, cause obviously you're a poet. I rely on Hallmark because they do the work for me, but you don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, obviously. So yeah, I guess every poet, I mean, love is something that we all have. Um, but mostly I find myself writing poems about my friends, um, not relationships. But if like, if, again, any emotion, any anything strong in a heart, in my heart, is going to get written down. So it could be a friend or a relationship. Excellent. That's cool. Like, well, and, and I'm sure that they're very fortunate to get those. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, like. Unless it's an angry poem. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm going to go with the philosophy that if a friend received an angry poem from you, oh. there might've been a reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, you just don't seem like the kind of person that's just going to wake up one morning and go, Stacy. This is what you're getting today. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing that. I'm not Taylor Swift. You're not no. Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, Taylor Swift, boy. Yeah, and that's and you know that's kind of interesting because it brings up a good point about um music. And I I always get an impressed and I kind of poetry and music to me kind of goes together because the difference between them is just the music in my opinion. Like the words are still right. a form of poetry. So for Taylor, um, I would never date Tay Tay because if it goes south, you're going in a song and it's right. probably not going to be good. <laughs> well, it might be good because Taylor Swift can have some bangers. You know, I got to admit, <laughs> but not for you. <laughs> but the right, right. But the lyrics are going to be not in your favor. Right, yeah. And I actually dealt with that. I mean, we're kind of on a tangent, but that's fine. I'm going with it. So it's kind of like, so my name is Earl, and the Dixie Chicks wrote this country song that was less than flattering about an Earl. <laughs> and that's that's just it. Like, you're just kind of associated with this. And I'm like, I, I really had nothing to do with it, I promise. <laughs> so your Instagram and your media... Tell me about, I guess, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Because you have mm -hmm. this company, right? Yeah. So was the social media first or the company first? Definitely the social media was first. Um, obviously, the social part is just myself. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, do something in business. Um, I believe it can be an art, too. So... I, I did so, um, and thankfully people have followed along. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Tell me about your company. Like, what 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 is the goal? What is it? What is the basis of your company? Um. Well. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot to explain because I have a lot of titles, but <laughs> um, it's a play. It's a company where I keep all of my creative endeavors. Um, where it's kind of my little playground uh, where I don't limit myself with creativity. Uh, I don't uh, call myself solely an author. Um, I, I'm also a designer. I'm also a photographer. You know, um, it's the Lydia Longoria company. So me. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. 
<laughs> but um which is weird because i'm very shy so that's ironic but <laughs> um and none of that comes across though like none of that comes across in your your social media accounts none of it comes across in your writing i mean and obviously you know your friends and people that you're close to you're probably you know more open with but just in general you know it doesn't it comes across as this as this woman who's you know making a statement and moving forward and developing this creative space with kind of all these different branches which is which is wonderful so do you so on your account i mean i know a lot of the photos of you are you taking those you're like yourself yes yes i <laughs> so I don't have a photographer. <laughs> well, no. They, well, the, I was just going to ask because I'm like they're like I said, you know, for your account, I was curious because they're great, and I thought maybe you had a photographer friend that was working with you. But so you Sometimes. set up, so, so you set up your whole own thing and just do it. Yeah, it's all me. Now that see right here, look at this. What is your vision or your goal moving forward? What is kind of the next? What's the next phase for Lydia? I guess uh, continue with my company. Um, Hopefully, it can become at least well-known that I want to keep my core values as in want, wanting to be there for people and that it doesn't, wherever it goes, you know, could go anywhere, that I stay wanting to be there for people. I stay myself. That's what's most important to my to me. <laughs> to be who you are. Yeah. Well, that, And that's great. Okay, oddball question of the night. You ready? Here we go. Okay. You got to pick one living and one dead poet <laughs> that you get to go to the coffee shop with and watch people okay, okay. Ooh. Uh, you only get one of each you can't there's no list you only get one of each okay okay dead edgar Allan poe why i really connect with his poetry his um image mm -hmm. i guess um yeah his little melancholy self and it's one of the first poets I, I uh, heard of in school. So. Okay. Living. So for Kirby. Now, who's that? <laughs> who's that? Um, he uh, published a book called uh, Watercolor, Watercolor Words. Watercolor Words. Um, and People You May Know. Um, he actually inspired me to actually publish. Um, he's not a personal friend, I wish. But... <laughs> But he is a big, a big inspiration of mine. He's an artist as well. Um, I can't draw at all, but he's a he's a painter and he's a, a writer. And yeah, that's great. I um now I, I'm not doing this to to make you sad in any way, but I've actually been in New York to where Edgar Allan Poe um, is buried. Oh, so, that's so cool. yeah, so I've actually <laughs> been. Oh, I know. And you'd be amazed at how many people make the trek to see like his all his stuff and everything. It's really a big deal. If you ever get the opportunity, you have to do it. Um, I won't lie. One of the things that um, my wife and I do that I really enjoy is we we just kind of walk around New York and we literally just kind of stumbled onto it. And it was just it was amazing. It was really and you do kind of get this weird sense of. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling being there. It's a great feeling, but it's just you can tell the difference. Like there's just something different in the air. There's something different in the presence of it, the whole nine yards. So, um, yeah, I 
I could see that. I can understand that. And I think that having those two at coffee would be an interesting observation. Yeah. I would be so quiet. I'd be like watching them talk. <laughs> and see, for me, I'd be literally sitting in the corner watching all three of you. And you could literally be doodling on a page. And I'm like, I wonder what she's writing. I wonder what it is. I bet it's great. I have no idea. But I bet it's great. Because that's the kind of like, and I look at creative people that way. Um, in photography, I completely understand going into photography when you can't draw because if because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the it's like well i can't draw but i want to i'll take pictures right that makes total sense yeah. before i let you go i want to ask you are we going to see another book are we going to see is there something in the works are you kind of mulling it over don't leave us hanging <laughs> what's coming I never leave these hanging okay um well yes i am working on another uh hey humanity hey humanity and hopefully i get to continue that series for a long time that's that would be my dream because i love i love that series and i love i love it i i love connecting with people and that's like my little love letter to people my little love letter to people well and i i don't know if society deserves you but i'm glad they have you <laughs> because I think that, you know, like I said, what you're putting out there is just amazing. And I think that you're really have this gift of touching people, giving how we behave. We probably don't deserve it, but I'm glad that you want to do that. I think it's great. Lydia, I, I can't thank you enough. Again, I'm going to put your every link that you possibly have in the <laughs> show notes. I Please, people, you have to read her stuff. I'm telling you right now. And I hope that, you know, 200 episodes from now, I hope I get to come back and interview you on your fifth or sixth book. That I will be that. <laughs> by that time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'll, you are awesome. Well, thank you. And I really do appreciate your time. Of course. Yeah. You've been listening to the Edited for Content podcast. Again, if you enjoyed it, let me know, share it, and come back again. Thanks for listening, my friend. Have a great day.